Good evening, dandies. Welcome to Undetermined, the podcast. curious as to how many beers you're going to hear me open through these microphones <laughs> uh, yeah we heard a lot <laughs> through vedettes <laughs> yeah. Yeah. godzilla you know, no, i don't care yep. i think it adds a, a little special something it's, yeah it's, it's <laughs> charm and, and, yes. and gloss that's right that's mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so yeah on our uh endless quest i guess to um cover the entire kansas music scene uh we've We'd like to welcome you guys, friend and stranger. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having uh, us. Coming mm-hmm. on the show. I've uh, been listening to your shit. Uh, it's a, uh, really good stuff. Uh, uh, ben White been sending me over some tracks. We are talking yeah. to Blood Daubers. Yes. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I guess you are. <laughs> <laughs> You're not sure? Oh, if we're the Blood Daubers? Who knows? Yes. You know, <laughs> the, the masks, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. So many years of anonymity. Yeah. You lose yeah. yourself in it. Yeah. Yeah. Lose your identity. So, so was that uh, sort of the thing when you, when you guys uh, started off, just keep it anonymous and, or, or how did that come about? It was, uh, it was a, it was an idea that was floated around and then we really, uh, we really liked it not being the, uh, not being ourselves, you know, guys that invented bands before and all that, and then doing something completely different. Because uh, this is our first time. This is my first time singing. It's it's strangers' first time singing in a band. First mm-hmm. time doing everything. So yeah, that in a horrible stage fright really kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 there's a bit of that terrifying thing of singing in front of a crowd for the first time. No, I don't kind of want to be able to take that mask off and then you know go have a beer at the bar and cry about it. <laughs> right. I never thought about that. Like the, like the afterwards, you don't have to, you know, nobody has to know who you are. <laughs> right. <laughs> we, we played with a few bands that I've come off a stage and not had the mask on and, and then gone up to them and been like, oh man, that was a really great set. I can't wait to play with you guys again. I'm like, wait, who are you? I've been like, I've been like, mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah. Right nobody up. knows who we are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> a lot of brutal honesty then i guess you know you can yeah. listen oh, yeah. to people oh, yeah. and it's like woo you know somebody can be here tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> oh well keeping it honest that's that's cool yeah, yeah. and i hear a lot of from a lot of mass bands and I, I like a lot of mass acts i think that's an interesting way to approach it and a, a cool way to do it that just, wait a second you know, there's there's other bands that wear masks oh yeah there's uh, a yeah. couple oh, oh uh, no <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were the there first. goes that idea. Yeah. I thought everybody was ripping off my idea coming this spring. So they did. Buckethead <laughs> owes you, yeah. Yeah. for sure. But yeah, a lot of them say that you know that it's it's good. To, it keeps the music pure, and it just keeps it you know is what it is. You don't have to deal with all that shit with you know image and i identity. But you really are dealing with an image a little bit, yeah. You know? Yeah, but that's yeah, so what I was going to say. It still comes around to that, though, because you, yeah. you get that persona, you know, yeah. that comes on. So, right. Any issues dealing with that? No, because we haven't really hammered that all out in the sense of uh, having to, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Short answer to that, nah. <laughs> nah. nah. <laughs> the only problem I've had is uh, sometimes it's hard to drink through it. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It gets sweaty. It gets it gets really hot and sweaty immediately when you get on stage. So yeah. Oh yeah, we started with like real fancy masks, had lights and stuff on them, and like this is the worst idea oh, yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first uh, the first one I had was a was like a full ski mask, and we had this like light up LED mouse that went over it, and so every time I talked, it would light up. And motorcycle goggles. And about mm. eight seconds into our first <laughs> gig. All of that fogged up, and it was a problem. You know, it, oh yeah, it, it was bad. That would be a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. How long have you guys been playing together? Uh, Blood Dower has been was it about 2015. It's about five years or so. We've been milling this idea around. Got real serious in the past year or so. Uh, but we we'd known each other. We've been playing together in other bands for. On and off since I was like sixteen. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like 
like 15, 20 years now. So that we've known each other and been playing. So it's a, it was a really smooth transition. Was the plan to always start out as like a two piece and just kind of do that? Or did that just work out better for you for collaborating? We were the only people that liked to go to practice. And then also (laughs) the only person I never had to contact on, uh, Hey, do you want to play this show? Would would have been stranger. So it, it, it fit pretty well that the only two people that wanted to write songs and do this and all the bands that we were in was us. So. We started kind of like the idea came yeah. out. We we're playing mostly like a cover band, and we were going to be like the R and D when we just got together and started playing with just us. Mm-hmm. And then everyone else kind of fell apart, and we just kept huh. playing. Yeah, yeah, we kept playing, and I can't turn down a show offer ever. So. I was like, hey, man, I got this gig. Do you want to go do it? Yeah. I was also uh, at a bar, and I had told somebody that I was going to have – I had a new band, The Blood Daughters, and we were going to have an EP out in the next month. And uh, then I went to Stranger and was like, hey, uh, I made a promise <laughs> that we got to keep <laughs> uh, having an EP in a month. And so we did this little thing like real quick with some old demos and stuff and wrote a couple and – it was bad and it's on SoundCloud, but it's on private now. So you can't hear it. <laughs> nice. We've grown quite a bit since then. Yeah. And that was, that was the, that was the R and D part too. It's like, there's nothing off the table. I just want to learn on how to do music. Like, you know, so if we want to do a doo-wop song, we're going to do a doo-wop song. It, it's, it's things like that. So not having a label on the band, like we're not a heavy metal band. We're not a blues band. We're not any of that. We're just two guys that want to want to do this and learn how to do it. Yeah. I've been hearing that a lot. I mean, um, Ben white, of course we can mention his name. Please do. Uh, oh yeah. has uh, been working on production on your yes. album. Yeah, it's great. Guy. Yeah. We really lucked out with that one. Yeah. Yeah. But he sent me a bunch of tracks and they, yeah, they're, they're really great. Um, all over the place too. And I mean, that's what I love about it. It's like, wow, it's like, it's going to be so thank you. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I can name, uh, mention like song titles or not. Oh, if they've yeah, been released or yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I like the one that started with the blood. <laughs> that was an idea. That was see. That was one of those ideas because no idea is off the table until it just completely fails. And our one of our ideas was every song have the word blood in it, and yeah. that worked. That worked for a little bit. <laughs> then it just got, <laughs> starts to get tedious. Right. Gene Splitter is a great track. I've been jamming that one all week. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. That's what I've been coming home to and listening to. I think that was the that was the first one we wrote uh, collaboratively. Like, oh, like really? full, full, there was nothing that like neither one of us had demos or any riffs or anything. That one was, that one came about. That was the first one. It was completely just the two of us doing stuff. Huh. So uh, I got to ask though, going back to the cover band, what were you covering when you guys were in the cover band? Mm. It was an adventure because no one would have recognized any of us, uh, any of them as covers. Oh. That was my thing. I don't, I, I would refuse to be in a cover band, not out of anything like, against cover bands and just, I didn't want to do it. So mm-hmm. in about 30 minutes of a set, we would go from Hank Williams to Bjork and Portishead and everything right. in between. <laughs> and we would change arrangements. We would, you know, like if, if, uh, if a song went like the chorus was loud, we would go soft on the chorus and hard on the verse, you know, and, and mm-hmm. reverse things up and change it up to the point where, and barely any hits, you know what I mean? Like I didn't like doing hit songs as covers. So Sounded like an original band. <laughs> we did get a lot of compliments. We had to be like, eh. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Man, I really like I really like that song Wandering Star that you guys did. It's like, eh, okay, well, that's Portishead. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd like to hear that cover though. Yeah. yeah, you no, got I'm, it. yeah. I'm curious at least. I'm a big Portishead fan. Yeah, everybody you mentioned her, I'm a big fan of. Yeah, we did a uh, we did a it was a it was a five piece rock band and we did a uh cover from Bjork's uh, Medulla album that was all vocals. And so yeah, that was an adventure of finding how to take all voices and make it into three chords. Mm, I bet. The guitar. Mm-hmm. Thank God for the mm. internet and tabs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bjork vocal tabs. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> somebody, else, somebody else did the legwork on that one. And then I <laughs> sloppily played guitar for it. It was super fun, though, just playing songs you didn't have responsibilities for. A little bit of freedom with that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because we could get real drunk in that band before <laughs> right? sex. Oh, dude. <laughs> just, <laughs> you could just not even be paying attention, and people would be like, oh, that was great. Like, 
all right, cool. <laughs> yeah. You only had to play one instrument, and that was great. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't have to be the lead singer. <laughs> that was great, too. Yeah. So you were a five-piece then, you said? Yeah, yeah, we had uh, yeah. two guitars. One guitar player was on or off. He was just our buddy. He he joined because he was like, hey, do you guys mind if I come play acoustic guitar for you? And we're like, sure. And so he would just come. Sometimes he wouldn't. Sometimes he wouldn't be plugged in. <laughs> right. <laughs> He played. He played a show at the Riot Room, not plugged in at all. He was up on stage jamming his acoustic guitar with us. It was great. <laughs> huh? Yeah, I can remember that as uh, being in a band a long time ago. Anyway, when I was younger, and our, our bass player was just always drunk, and you know, passed out at home by like two o'clock in the afternoon, and had so many people saying, "Wow, you got a really interesting sound without a bass." In it. It's like, yeah, that's not really by design choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we we prefer so and so was here but uh he's been asleep for a while uh we can't wake him up so <laughs> <laughs> that's how it go yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. sometimes so we, you just gotta make do right so we were a three-piece but <laughs> that's kind of what happens to us. <laughs> slowly right what, five four three two <laughs> yeah it slowly devolved eventually it'll be one Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We're already on the outs. <laughs> right. <laughs> you find yourself having to, I mean, fill in for that or compensate for that a lot or, do you, you know, trying to fill in those parts and like, oh, well, I got to get the lows in there and, you know. Well, personally, I don't because yeah. I only play the guitar, sometimes the bass, and then I sing. Uh, mm. Stranger does all of the heavy lifting of playing the drums, the guitar, the piano, the bass sings and does various combinations of those at the same time. Like I said earlier, he's the talent. I'm the face. So right. we, we don't write songs as a two piece. We don't write them with the two piece thing in mind. As you huh. can hear on those recordings, uh, if you were to see a live show, it becomes stripped down because our, our goal is to just be good songwriters. And so as long as you have a good song, you can do it any way you want to. Right. You can strip any song, any great song down to just a guy on a guitar, and it will be great still. So, Or you can add a whole bunch of French horns and have Ben White produce the hell out of it, and it will be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your uh, upbringing like on, on learning instruments? I mean, sounds like Stranger has a lot of... Uh musical background or, or right uh, not really uh, i played yeah. in high school with some people and i was a bass player and then we needed a drummer so i learned how to play drums and the piano person taught me some piano licks mm-hmm. and then uh i kept I basically just sat in a room for 16 hours a day playing music <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's stranger for a reason right. <laughs> <laughs> that'll do it mine was i just wanted to be Dwayne allman Oh, really? I just started playing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just wanted yeah. to play guitar. Yeah. Yeah, I just, it was super hard. It, was, it pissed me off how hard it was to learn how to play music. Yeah, I, boy, yeah, I get frustrated with that. I've only been playing guitar for about a year now, or, well, about two years now. And <laughs> yeah, I don't get enough practice. <laughs> that. Yeah. I feel like you hit a wall. I don't know. Oh, all the time. You will hit a wall every day. Yeah. So, yeah, I just kept switching instruments every time I hit a wall. I'm like, well, learn how to play piano now. Oh, does that work? <laughs> and then there's also times where I'm like, man, it wouldn't it be cool if there was piano in this song? Stranger, help me out. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, no pressure. Man, nice to be able to jump around anyway. I don't know. I quit piano lessons really early when I was young. Well, it took those. I mean, it seemed like the, the best way to start for me, just, uh, you know, it's real straightforward and, you know, instrument and everything's on scale. Everything's there from left to right. You yeah, know, yeah. you don't have to tune it. That was a big thing for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Or if you do, you better fucking call somebody and come. Right. To <laughs> somebody does it for you. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Pay them a lot of money because they're hard to tune. So uh, how long have you been uh, working on the new album? Uh, Well, it started out. We were. Starting this year, we moved uh, we moved into a place together, and we were going to mm-hmm. do an EP and buy a van and travel around the Midwest and sell T-shirts out of our van while playing rock and roll. Yeah. And then the uh, 
you know, the whole shutdown happened mm-hmm. and the, the EP was done. We had five songs already done, ready to go get shipped off to get mastered and, and whatever. And mm-hmm. Ben was like, Hey, before you do that, could I mm-hmm. get a crack at that? Uh, just, I just want to hear it. So he has a hobby. Can I get those tracks? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, of course, you know? And, uh, the first thing he sent back to us, we were like, Oh, okay. We need to do this more. And now that we're shut down and lost all of our gigs, uh, let's just go ahead and finish the album. Cause we already had the idea mm-hmm. of, of the 10, what? no, it's 11 songs. Now we already had those and like how they're going to sort of how they're going to cohesively fit together. Yeah. So, you know, we might as well, I mean, we've got nothing else to do. So, and I didn't buy a van, so now it's time to buy a bunch of guitar amps and speakers and guitars and get an album. Well, I mean, you guys are kind of lucky in the regard that you're quarantined together. Oh, yeah, uh, big time. Oh, big <laughs> yeah. time. True. Big yeah. time, yeah. Because I'm, I'm, uh, I, I have a friend that sings in another band that also lives with us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, sing in, I sing in another band. I don't know why I'm trying to beat around the bush on that. But I, I sing in another band, and I haven't practiced with those dudes, you know, because they live, uh, you know, 30 minutes away from me. And they got kids and all this stuff. So like, we haven't even had practice. I haven't even done any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And we were just starting to get, you know, you know, four songs together, you know? So we, we lucked out. The blood Dogs lucked out really hard on moving into this spot and saving a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause at least you can keep writing, but then it's, you know, still, man, everything just being on hold like this is so bizarre. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just, I've been really struggling with that and looking at the, you know, the arguments of everything that's going on. It's just the, I see like this diaspora of what's going on out of entertainment places like LA and New York where people are just like fleeing into the countryside and abandoning these places. They're just like, I can't live here for another six months and keep playing these taxes and, you know, paying these taxes. And it's just, uh, it's crazy that, uh, you know, it's like at some point in time and, we all want everybody to be safe, but then, man, you think about like pro sports, you think of everything else. How is this sustainable? For oh, yeah. oh, right. Yeah. You know, we want to be safe, but we also want to be sane. And yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, I think where we're trying to balance it out because it's hard to live in that much isolation. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I just want to get drunk and yell of the blues into people's faces at a bar. So, right. Right. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's, and it's, it's, it's all so much more than that. I mean, so you're looking at complete economic collapse in some places. I mean, not to be, mm. you know, dark and gloomy, but I mean, the sports industry, music industry, entertainment industry is huge. Oh, and all, and stagehands, the, the whole crew, every, everybody, yeah, the, the industry of, you know, building a stage and transporting a stage, you know, the whole road career. Exactly. That's one nobody thinks about, like, gives a shit about musicians, really, you know, like, most of the famous rock stars, you can go do a live stream and make some money. Yeah. Or, you know, you're actually getting, you're actually getting money for your streams, but you know, the, the crews and anybody that's, that's working the blue collar into the um, end of, end of it is, uh, yeah, that's, I don't know. Yeah. That's tough for sure. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad to see you guys are moving forward with some of that though. And, and still being able to, you know, record and create, you're writing anything new as a result or, change anything or the way that you do anything? Well, I mean, we change everything. Yep. We don't know what we're doing. So yeah, we're constantly changing it. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. I really, I really, uh, I really appreciate Ben in the sense that, uh, when we first sent him, we had one set of microphones and guitars and, and techniques. And now the stuff that we've been sending him, cause we still have, uh, we've got two more left to send him to get mixed and stuff. I mean, we got, we got, one more that needs to be fully tracked and then we'll be, you know, whatever, close to done with it. But, uh, yeah, I feel for him having to deal with how I've upgraded microphones and, and all of that stuff, you know? So, but he's been doing a, I mean, Ben White's awesome. He is. Yeah. Even his advice, like send us, yeah, send me multiple takes. You're like, really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You sure you don't want me to mix it down? Yeah. Well, he's the talented guy. Yeah. When he when we first started sending him stuff, you know, like our vocal takes, like we'd send him like two or three, like you know, like oh here work with this. And he's like, no nah, man, just sit there and just do a bunch of them. And so like the last thing we just sent him, I think we did 
what we said them stranger like uh 15 no it's 36 vocal tracks and one piano <laughs> wow okay i don't remember after number 15 <laughs> i'm gonna blame that on the beers but uh yeah and he was just like oh yeah let me do that and we just got a mix back from him today for that song and uh i'm uh I'm really pleased with where that's going. So cool. Well, I mean, yeah, he sounds excited about it. He does. You know, one of the main reasons why we had to push and and, and, and get you on. He's just like, yeah, talk to these guys. I'm, you know, working on and mastering your record and oh yeah, uh, yeah. having a great time with it. And uh, you know, who would have thought that uh, Halloween show at uh, the Gaslight and Lawrence when he first saw us would have turned out to be this? You know, yeah, because I mean. How good is Negative Balance, right? The Godzillionaire album. Oh my God, that's such an incredible <laughs> album. Right? When they were about to release that, he sent me a message, and you know how it comes up on your phone, and you can only read like half of it, and it says, Hey, I have a question about these upcoming Godzillionaire shows. Mm-hmm. And that's where it cut off on the front screen of my phone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh my goodness, Blood Diver's going to get to open up for Godzillionaire, which would be awesome. Right. And then I read it again, and he's like, would you be interested in playing guitar with us? And I'm like, well, yes, yes. you know, of course. And then he was like, would, uh, would stranger want to play some keyboards with us when we do this live? And we're like, yes. And we got a few practices in and then we got, oh, fuck. so, yeah. but I, I did get a copy of that album, you know, like later that day and it was like two weeks before it came out and Oh man, just blown away. Oh yeah. Just, just yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. Oh yeah, they shared it with us before it came out, and it was just like, oh my god, how am I not going to share this? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. That yeah. was hard. We had to sit on it for a few months, and we were just like, oh my god, I really want, you know. And Mark and a couple, of, they were like, you know, you can play it for your friends at your house and shit or whatever. And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. we'll do that. But then, yeah, we got shut down. I couldn't even <laughs> play. <for anybody. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe I could play through my phone. It's like, no, I don't want to hear it like that. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm so glad it came. It sounds just amazing. Yeah, I can't wait for that vinyl to come out. Oh, right, right, right. I saw- yeah, I remember I got I got sent it, and I was like, oh my god, it's gonna be so much fun. I can't wait to do this. And then I tried to do it. I was like, how has Ben so much better at this? Than me? <laughs> he is fucking <laughs> oh my god. It sounds so simple. Like his guitar riff sounds so simple. Like when you just hear it, everything's so simple. Mm-hmm. It's not. <laughs> It's not the complexity within his playing that is, I mean, have you ever seen Ben's left hand while he plays guitar? It's the most efficient thing I've ever seen in my entire yeah, life. Yeah. <laughs> it's. And the tone he gets out of it is just, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Wild as hell. Yeah. I'm still going to, it's very crunchy sounding. I love it. Really good album. The trick is to watch Star Trek. Really? Yeah, that's what I heard, that's what I heard <laughs> too. That was kind of a, huh. <laughs> moment go back and listen yeah. see if i heard any star trek in there <laughs> so how did you guys come up with your image for those i guess maybe a better question to ask is describe your image for people that haven't seen you before we are the bar band that's playing in a mad max movie nice <laughs> that's a good way to put it <laughs> so yeah we can describe it a little bit i suppose bandanas right Eye yes. holes cut yeah. out, mm-hmm. face faces covered completely, top to bottom, right? Kind of yes. spread them out. So yeah, and uh, and I usually have my shirt off. Oh, right on. Okay, <laughs> for better or worse. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, the bandanas happened because uh, we played outside one day. It was like ninety degrees. Oh, oh yeah, on the patio. It was, like, too hot to wear a mask, but we had bandanas, <laughs> <laughs> so we just cut holes in them. I I believe I believe that was our second show. And after that first show of playing indoors with a ski mask on and it being too hot, I was like, there's no way I'm playing at six o'clock in July, yeah, like 6 p.m. in July with a ski mask on my face. So we need to come up with something else if we're going to do the mask thing. And we just wrap some bandanas around our face, cut out eye holes. I'm still on the first. I'm, no, I'm on my second one and I don't ever wash it. <laughs> right on. <laughs> it's kind of smoke. Why would you want to do that? Yeah, right. It goes in my back pocket when I'm uh, done. Drink. <laughs> a lot of people don't understand that really about the Midwest. You know, the people who listen to us all over the place. They, a lot of people I talk to from other places are like, oh, it must be kind of like, you know, mild or moderate there in the summer. It's like, no, 
Yeah. No, it's hot as fuck. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's hot. It's Africa no. hot. It's it's bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's oppressive. Yeah. It's oppressive. Yeah, it's right. It's dangerous. Yeah. It's dangerous. You will die outside. Yeah. yeah. We get into three digits, and it's really humid. Yeah. You know? yeah. Super damn. And then when the winter comes, it's you know two digits below. Four days later. Yeah. Well, yeah. Shit. Look at tonight. I mean, I don't know. Is it, is that cool there? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're not that far yeah. from you. You guys are in Columbia. Yeah, We're I'm in Columbia. KC. He's in. Yeah. Right. Matt's I'm in KC. KC so, you know, yeah. 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 Just a couple hours away. So, yeah, I was cra- it was crazy. I mean, just last weekend getting just sunburned to shit. <laughs> Forgot to put the sunblock on my legs and just my knees just turned purple from being on the sun. Ooh. And then today, just like, Jesus, is cold. You know, I don't know what it's out to out there, but extreme, man. Extreme. Yeah, everything's a bit extreme right now. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm just trying to hold on, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the the actual uh, like the image idea, we never. I mean, we discussed it, but it wasn't like uh, it was more of a hey, wouldn't it be cool if we did this, mm-hmm. and then we would do those ideas, and then you know just keep throwing mm-hmm. keep throwing noodles at the wall, and the ones that stick are good to go. Yeah, interesting. What kind of uh, gear have you always steered towards? Just to answer that question. Anything mm. in particular or just whatever okay. you can. I like uh, vintage amps and homemade guitars and the weirder, the better. Yeah. Uh, but our main, if we want to get into guitar tones, our main guitar tone would be a Fender Bandmaster. It's a 68 through a, a 212 cab. Oh, Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. and then, uh, I buy, started buying some custom pedals from little river customs down in, was it lick skillet, Alabama or yeah, Alabama, some guy that makes these custom pedals that are awesome. Hmm. And, uh, he does great clones and, uh, I've just been using that. I also have some homemade amps. Also like gorilla amps. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody, they get a lot of shit talked on them, but yeah. Tiny amps, tiny amps are where it's at. I think I think Gene Splitter. We can do. I remember Gene Splitter tone was uh, a big muff and a Fender Champ in our living room uh-huh. through a SM57, and then the amp I had it tilted up against the wall just a little bit to add because it's an open back cab. Yeah, know, to add a little extra. But yeah, I like tiny amps. How many amps on that? Uh. I think I think Gene Splitter would have just been uh, everything. Every guitar tone would have been through the champ. Just through the champ. Wow. Through the, huh. Yeah, through the Fender champ. Yeah. When we get into other ones, I don't know. I just kind of right now I'm surrounded by like I'm sitting next to six or, or yeah, I got five amps up here next to me. Huh. And that's not my whole collection, so we can uh, yeah, at least four more down here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can. We can get the tone you need. You know? yeah. So you just boost them with mics and shit when you you know when you're recording or oh the 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 champ was just uh, yeah it doesn't need to be it doesn't need to be very loud I think I had it at like four or five so it wasn't breaking up too much and then uh, yeah using the big muff uh, to to break it up and then what yeah just that SM57 I mean we are a real budget home recording thing. Like we don't have a vocal booth. We don't have like an actual, like seriously, the living room is the guitar room mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a big square room with the, it's on the, we are, we live in a split level. So it's got a, the wood floors. So it's pretty echoey. Okay. And, uh, I think that's most of our guitar tones. Sometimes we do guitar tones downstairs. They get, uh, it's a little bit darker down there. So we got carpet and, uh, use the bandmaster or this PVPA head that I like to drive pedals into. Hmm. Yeah, I'm a big fan of like force limitations. Like, it's never going to be perfect. Like, just yeah, take what you got and run with it. Yeah, yeah. And that's what that's that's a you know kind of what we are too. Force limitations. When we write a song, we don't write it with those limitations. But now that when we go play live, well, how do we do? You know, like uh, did he did Ben send you Blood Moon? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Blood Moon live is completely it's not completely different but sometimes there's piano and sometimes there isn't right sometimes it's sometimes it's two guitars sometimes it's guitar bass and drums you know and it just depends on what we're feeling yeah 
Well, you've got to be able to, I mean, you can't though necessarily go play live with like a, a 30 watt though, or like a 15 or something. <laughs> like, you know, like. uh, well, you, you could, you could, if, if it's getting mics, yeah. you know what I mean? I've seen, I've seen guys, if it's getting mic, if you're going through a soundboard or, you know, if you're going through a sound guy, you can get it. You can, you can tour with the champ. I've seen people do that. Huh. Uh, I have this, uh, Custom made, it'd be a Fender Deluxe, but it's the 5E3 Fender circuit in a wooden box mm-hmm. uh, that has two settings. Mm-hmm. Uh, loud, I mean, just shake the room loud, and that's at uh, one. And then as soon as you get up to two, all you're getting is more gain through the, the preamp tubes. And it just, like, I don't like plugging pedals into it because the best overdrive sound is this thing shaking the walls of the house. (laughs) I really wanted to play it live somewhere, but I, we haven't had the chance yet because it will, it will run. I could run a room with it just through a one twelve cab. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's really loud. (laughs) Yeah. That's interesting. I guess I haven't really considered that, you know, there's the way they can mic them up. I guess you've also got to consider who's running the board or whatever. Oh yeah. Uh, See if they see if they're willing to fuck with it, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, a lot of guys who just like to sit up the board and walk away during a show. Is right. Well, we were using we were using one of our favorite things because when we travel is like we like playing in Hayes. Have you guys talked to any of the Hayes, Kansas no. people yet? Uh, well, I don't okay. know. Have we met? I, uh, not that I'm aware of. All right, Jordan Jordan Rome would be a good guy if you want to keep doing your Kansas thing. Jordan Rome uh, and Hayes, he's got. He's got quite a little setup he's got going over there. Okay. Uh, but when we would travel, we wanted everything to fit in one car. Yeah. So we were using these orange micro tear mm-hmm. amps, which are about the, you know, those little tiny ones. Yep. And just run those through some 112 cabs. Those also have like a line out, a headphone jack. So sometimes we record with those like as, as a DI box. That oh, has, you know, yeah. And uh, double duty. Yeah. So we can travel light, like. Get everything to fit in the back of a PT cruiser, and that's the blood wow. dollars. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. Have you played this far? Have you played over in Missouri? Or um... uh, I don't, we haven't played a Missouri game. We've played. Uh, we've we've gone west. We've played Hayes a bunch of times, and the scene in Hayes before, before the shutdown, the scene in Hayes was awesome. Huh. You go to Hayes, there'd be 150 people at the place, all just down to watch you mm-hmm. like they were down to see the music which is something i hadn't seen you know in in lawrence or even in kansas city for a while of people just coming to a show just wanting to watch a band yeah yeah it wasn't about getting drunk and hanging out it's literally about watching people play music watching a band and buying merch like i watched the dude i watched the dude that did a solo acoustic set sell 300 dollars worth of t-shirts wow wow right i mean he, he was great but yeah uh you might want to look up uh jordan rome i'll hit you I'll send you guys some links to his stuff. He's he's quite the uh, quite the rock icon out there. Yeah, quite the character too. Oh yeah, Jordan Jordan's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm becoming more fascinated with. I haven't spent a lot of time in Kansas, but I go through there when I go to Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've stayed in Hayes. So that was uh, the the guy that did the acoustic set. This kid tyler miller who lives in chicago and he travels he's you know full professional musician that's all he does is just travel around 250 shows a year and all that stuff right he was saying i'm so glad to have a spot right here in hayes kansas because it's between tulsa and like you can make a spot between tulsa and denver or kansas city and denver uh-huh. and not have to drive all the way so you could do a date in denver and then a date in hayes and then another day, you know, like you could having that spot where people would actually buy stuff. Oh, that makes sense. And, yeah. and like be a good scene and be a, a solid scene. And it, it, it was a great scene. I, it should still be. They have a lot of great bands. The the college kids there, you know, because it's a college town. Uh-huh. Uh, there's Miles on End is a great band. Jordan Rome and then the Action Boys. It was a it was a fun time. Dangerously biased is also from there. Great. Yeah, I do dig Action Boys. Yeah, I've checked out some of their yeah, shit. Action Boys. Jordan Rome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right on. Oh, that's thing. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's Jordan Rome and the Action all Boys. All right, yeah. all right. Yeah, definitely listen to Action Boys. That's good shit. Um, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Great. right. Yeah, and uh, uh, Kelly it turned me on to uh, Unmerciful, also out of Topeka. Yeah, love that mm-hmm. band. Um, Amazing, they shred, but you know more about oh, de- yeah, death yeah. metal, uh, kind of a prog 
uh, death metal band, but I've heard I've heard of a couple of their tracks. Yeah, yes, interesting stuff. But I'm more into that shit, I think, than Matt. But I don't know. Matt still likes some death metal. No, I still like it. I like I like underground funk. That's my that's my main thing that I want to find. Underground funk. Oh yeah, yeah. We're getting a lot of uh, uh, good suggestions or shit like that out of uh, uh, the West Coast, anyway, in the Bay Area. Oh yeah. From people that we know there. Yeah, yeah. I'll send you some shit. You know, the thing is, it's it's always questionable. I don't know how much it's underground versus how much I live in Missouri. And to me, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> right. you know, it's like, ah. Oh. I'm talking about just obscure artists from the 60s. Uh, I like the Texas 60s funk. If we're if we're gonna get mm. really into like making the soul generation, and uh, there's a there's a few more that I can't think of right now because they got weird names, but uh, yeah, I like that funk. So funky, your speakers get moldy. Yeah. So. <laughs> right on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just I man, we don't get a lot of exposure to that here in you know the Midwest. No, you no, really got to no. dig. You really got to dig to find it. I mean, just like anybody, I think in high school or whatever, I was turned on to Parliament and. Uh, you know, everything George Clinton did and Bootsy and well, yeah, those guys, and yeah, falling down that path. And yeah, I really like funk, I, I do, but my catalog's not that extensive with it as far as what I know. Um, probably from where I am, yep. I dream of getting Bootsy Collins on, well, that would be, be fun. Blasting off, baby, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good time. That would be awesome. Yeah. I would. I wonder what he's up to. Hopefully, being so. alive. He's getting <laughs> yeah, old. Like, like, Jesus. Maybe yeah, I should start. See if he is. <laughs> uh, surely. Uh, he's been around a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll check real quick. I'll cringe, but I'll check. All right. All right. <laughs> Bootsy <laughs> Collins. Dead or no. Died yesterday. <laughs> Oh, this, this episode is quickly becoming a memorial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nope. yeah. Sixty-eight. He's in Ohio. He's in Ohio. Uh, he's in or no, no, no. no he's born in Cincinnati. Sorry, born in Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, okay. Though, but, um, this is always encouraging when you read the the wiki or whatever, and it's like William Earl Bootsy Collins is an American music. Okay, is means he's still <laughs> okay. Cool. Great. Oh, great. Oh, great. Oh, great. Oh, great. Is is the qualifier, not was. <laughs> So yeah, he's 68 years old, still alive, I guess. Good, good. Yeah. good. Oh, he's got a Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, he learns something new every day, right? Alive and well. His latest tweet is, think I got time for one more lecture, Mr. Brown. Good night, Bootsy baby. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. On the All right, he's, he's well. That's good to hear. <laughs> good, yeah, yeah, good. That All right. is good. Yeah, we'll work on that. I don't know, though. Sounds pretty energetic in his tweet. Yeah, I'd be like, no thanks, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you are. I'm just glad that at least Bootsy Collins is tweeting and I'm not. Yeah. You know, like, at least I live in a world where yeah. Bootsy Collins knows more about technology than I do. Right. <laughs> it sounds like it's written by him anyway when you read that. I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Could have an assistant. He just seems like a storyteller, though. Yeah. yeah. Could have an assistant. It's like, write this down. You know. Write this down, baby. You never know. Oh, we've got a tweet a little <laughs> I don't know if I'm doing a good Bootsy Collins or not. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah, pretty good. It's not right. bad. I've heard worse. What if he stays in character like all the time? I would hope so. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm sitting here talking to you guys wearing a mask. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, we talked to uh, John Axtell, who was in Psychopunkapus. They were uh, a Bay Area band, and he he talked about talking to uh, Les Claypool. Yeah, to get he, they were just hoping to open for Primus. Yeah, trying to book. And when he talked to Les, he just stayed in character. <laughs> Something like the, the old timey voice, you know. Yeah. Twisting his mustache and all that, you know. <laughs> He's like, Jesus, this guy doesn't have an off switch, you know. <laughs> but, but yeah. I just wanted to hear him say psychopathic. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you should do tell him. Yeah, you're going to tell him. <laughs> it's on the box. He tells yeah, it better. Tell it better. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. But yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's, that's part of our funk regime too. What we know anyway. What Matt and I have gone down this lot of. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I can send you some links to some uh, really, really. You know, I like the instrumental stuff. I like three minutes or less. That's another thing I have. It's all about that snap on that snare, man. Yeah. So, oh, a good funk drummer is the best thing ever. The, like solid pocket funk drumming yeah. is just my ugh, gets my bones cold. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. The biggest problem I have with it is just time. You know, um, and doing the show and stuff, and it's just like a researching it's like i'll listen to a band for a week or my ocd kicks in and i'll listen to the same track like over and over again and oh, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I just don't you know i don't have time to go down different paths it's like i'll just get on a kick you know and it'll it'll take me for like two weeks and i, I do that i do that sort of yeah, yeah. i mean I, I i have pretty diverse music tastes but i have a hard time diversifying myself with what i listen to you yeah. know um just breaking the pattern you know I think that's been for me a good thing about having a podcast is it kind of forces you to oh these guys are coming up I got to listen right. to something oh yeah yeah that would be yeah yeah I get I get it to where it's like uh, I wonder what West African blues sounds like and I'll have that thought and then I'll go on a complete just deep dive of that for months and just listen to almost nothing but that wow mm-hmm. uh, Ali Farka Toure I'm not saying that name correctly at all but. It, it was really interesting to me to listen to his album, The River, because it's like, well, this is John Lee Hooker and R.L. Burnside. Like, this is North Mississippi and Chicago blues, but I can't understand what he's saying. <laughs> but the guitar play, but it's, oh, it's incredible. Yeah, I, I went on a deep dive with that stuff for a long time. Mm-hmm. I was obsessed with country music for a few years. So I think right now when I say that funk is my main thing, like, I'm just kind of obsessed with funk for right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. In a month, it'll be something else. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully we can move on and, you know, progress into something else. Do you think that influences what you play, or do you think that just influences what you listen to and what you're grooving on at the time? Uh, no, because I'm not that talented. Like, I wouldn't, like, you know, when oh, I, come on. I, got a, I, got a, I got into Mingus real hard for a year. Mm-hmm. It, it was just, I couldn't listen to anything but, you know, the Black Saint, the Center Lady. <laughs> but, like, I don't play guitar like a guy that could play guitar that listens to Mingus for a year. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't see, I don't see it filtering in, in the sense of what comes out of me, but definitely hearing other, other influences and, and having that there, I, I feel helps, but I don't, I don't see that. Like, I don't, I don't hear me keeping up with Mingus at all. Yeah. No. <laughs> does that ever get discouraging? I mean, it does for me. Like I've, uh, you know, I've been binging, um, watching Metalocalypse. And, and listening to, <laughs> listening to Brendan Small play, and it's like, hey, I can't yeah. fucking shred for a guy who's just you know doing a cartoon or whatever. Yeah, on the, and, and write right. a cartoon. Oh, and and he's hilarious. hilarious. And it's like, and it's, Jesus Christ, just it's so discouraging to me because I look, I've got a, kind of an explorer up on the wall like he plays. It's like I'll never be able to play that song. It's like he can. <laughs> well, on the DVDs that on the DVD they have uh, Squizgar doing the doing a guitar lesson like in the extras. Uh-huh doing a guitar lesson for the, the solo on the coffee song huh. and it's all animated and it is, it comes up with the tab and it is squiz guard doing a guitar lesson, a video guitar lesson for <laughs> That's you. Funny. And it is uh. hilarious. He's like, Oh no, this is black. This is, you don't know how to do this. You don't know snakes from dildos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's great though yeah i did see he's got some stuff on online some tutorials and stuff where it does and but yeah just an amazing guitar player i don't know where he i don't know if he's always been playing i haven't really checked out his bio or anything to find out but um it's good music it's good yeah yeah i get what you're saying yeah. though of, of being of getting discouraged yeah. by it, you discouraged. know yeah intimidate intimidated i got out of that habit a long time ago you say you've only been playing for like a year yeah a year and a half two years oh oh guitar playing will break you of that habit real quick you just just give it some more time we'll, we'll break you of being intimidated <laughs> you'll just start like it'll just start clicking like oh okay i can do this really? and then you'll be able to build upon that once you have your foundation you'll just keep building on it yeah i wonder if there's something like that for everybody i like to ask them it's like is there was there a point that just clicked you know for you yeah oh yeah every day yeah just like okay this makes sense and it just becomes like muscle memory and mm-hmm. things like that 
it happened to me with a Godzillionaire riff that I was like, there's no way I'm ever going to learn this. Yeah. And the other day it started clicking a little bit more, uh, you know, it, it, mm-hmm. just, it, it just keeps growing. Cause yeah, when I first, what's a, this solution is laughable. The yeah. ending riff, that ending riff, like when, the, when Mark does the big scream and then they do the Ulysses chant right. and then that riff, mm-hmm. Oh boy, that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> that's tough. And Ben's like, well, I do this four times, but like, it kind of depends on Mark singing, you know, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm used to being in a loose band that goes by, you know, uh, facial cues and all that stuff. But like, man, I, I'm not even keeping up with this thing right now. And it finally clicked and it, it, then you just have it, you know what I mean? Like it, it's just there. You just keep plugging yeah, away and then all of a sudden it clicks. Huh. You get little light switches and then it'll make big light switches. Huh. Yeah, the first time I had my musical click, the first time like you know, play with band and like all of a sudden like, I could actually, like, yeah, just like, that's a drug I've been chasing and love more than anything. <laughs> this is a set musical. Uh-huh. Well, oh, yeah. All of a sudden it makes sense. Yeah. I'd quit drugs for music for sure. Yeah. Luckily I don't have to. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was it with you stranger? What do you think that click was? Uh, it's the first time I was forced to play drums. And after a while I was just watching myself play drums. Like I wasn't even doing it. Like it was just happening. And I was, yeah, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is super fun. I'm watching that with my kid. Yeah. Yeah, he's learning to play mm-hmm. drums. Yeah. It wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, okay, one, two, three, four, one bass there. Like it was just happening. And it's like, yeah, that was like the right. first real click where it was just occurring. And I wasn't uh-huh. thinking about it. Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I fell in love with it immediately after that. Yeah, I, I watch him and he like picks up stuff so quickly. And it's just like, holy shit, man, you've got that click. You know, it's just really like super obvious with him. And then he'll be like, okay, dad, I'm going to show you how to play this. And I'll sit down and I look like an idiot. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm going to try. No, dad. No. <sighs> okay. Put your foot here. Put your. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Move. <laughs> right. Let me show you again. Just let me show you again. Yeah. I don't understand drums at all. I don't know how anybody wants to put themselves into making their body do something so uncomfortable. There's a lot going on. <laughs> it makes no sense to me. I, I can't separate that much yet. I don't know. Maybe I'll get the click. Maybe I'm still waiting on my click. Yeah, I had to force mine because uh, we had a drummer quit. Yeah. And uh, so the bass, we had a piano player who could play bass. So he took the bass. Uh-huh. And then I had to go to Hastings and buy a like a $100 drum kit in a box. <laughs> <laughs> And I spent a week learning yeah. how to play drums in order to play this show for like the first, first time. Act. Yeah, like that's awesome. I didn't, I didn't know that story. That's hilarious. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about, dude. Mm. That's awesome. <laughs> drums by attrition. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll do it. <laughs> you don't have a choice. And that's that's uh, sort of what we've done too with this uh, with the Blood Divers. Uh huh. We're forced to be the lead singer. We've never been. I've never sang before in front of people or any of that stuff. And I'm, you know, still not good at it by any stretch, but Uh, uh, that was the other thing too, that forced attrition thing of like, this should be hard. You know what I mean? Like, like let's challenge ourselves and let's do something that we wouldn't, it wouldn't be easy to do. Right. Yeah. I started to play music because I had moved up here when I was like uh, around 16 and I had an uncle that played music as a going away person. He gave uh, me a bass. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I was sitting at a lunch table in a new high school, and somebody goes, does anyone know how to play bass? I raised my head. I go, I own one. <laughs> yeah. Good enough. It's, yeah. Good enough. Good enough for a bass then, player. Yeah. <laughs> From then on, I've been playing music ever since. Yeah. I think that's how most bands find bass players. It, it is. Uh, anybody own a bass? <laughs> we, we talked to so many people, you would be surprised. It just a platinum recording artist that, like, I did not know how yeah. to play a fucking bass before I started this band or guitar or whatever. And just like, yeah. They told me, you're in the band. And it was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I think that's how the Clash got their bass player. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he just stole a bass and he's like, I'm in your band now. Yeah, who, who, like, awesome. who are you going to talk about, Matt? Oh, I mean, you, we had several people. I know Lisa Umbarger. Yeah. That's, you know, the first one that comes to my mind. She had no idea how to play the bass before she joined the Toadies. <laughs> wow. Right? wow. Not at all. Yeah, right? Yeah, not a bad gig to land if you don't know how to. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Todd, or Vader, just taught her. He was like, just come in the band because they worked at the music store together and he wanted a, a girl in the band playing bass and asked her and she's like, I don't know how to play. And he was like, don't worry, I'll teach you. Yeah. Went home. It's like, dad, I need to buy a bass. <laughs> like, yeah. Her dad was a musician though. Wasn't he? Well, I mean, but then he also taught Mooney. Yeah. Yep. 
how to play guitar. Even Tom Lewis did, yeah. Taught him how to play guitar. That's, yeah. that's like kind of how I got my start when I was 15. I joined a band to be in the high school battle of the bands, and this one guy had to teach us all how to play our instruments. Huh. <laughs> so, uh, at no, what was I? When I was 16, I could play four songs on the guitar, and they were three originals and the Weezer sweater song. Right on. And that's all I, that's literally all I knew about the guitar. Huh. And, uh, I knew that I liked listening to Dwayne Allman. So then I'd try to do that. And that, that ended quickly. I hit that wall real quick of you're not going to be Dwayne Allman. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Fred yeah. is, uh, who taught me how to play guitar. Oh, cool. He's like, your left hand has two fingers. They go, you know, doodly, doodly, doodly. And your right hand goes up and down. Right. <laughs> And you pray to God it works out. <laughs> that's, that's how you play guitar, man. Huh. Yeah. You use your uh, index and your ring finger, and you go back and forth with them. Right. Because that'll skip a fret, so that's a whole step. And then you just uh, move your right hand up and down and pray to God it works out. <laughs> and I'm just going to go right now. I'm going to thank the Heavenly Father for letting it sort of work out <laughs> for me sometimes. That's really not bad advice. <laughs> that, that sums up. I'd say that probably sums up about six months of practice. Yeah. Right I got there, to skip a few steps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a really good way to put it. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that, I'm sure. Who you know, it's been playing for years. But you're right. <laughs> oh, people that sit there and run scales all day don't want don't want to know that. Yeah. But yep. yeah, what is what is with that? I, I never understand that the secret, you know, that it's like people who and and people do this in all walks of life, I suppose, that when they get good at something, it's like, oh you're you know, uh, you just it takes too much for you to figure this out and you know, they they almost make it unaccessible. Yeah. Because people, people want to feel special, yeah. so they, they built their own walls around themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's such bullshit. Right. I get to be a snob now. I've, at- I've achieved yeah, that right. level. But no, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it is a good idea to Dexterity, practice. Dexterity, oh, yeah. control, all that. Yeah, it comes into play, but yeah. yeah. Is it how you I do mean, it? Not necessarily. Yeah. No. No, yeah, yeah. Everybody's got their own style and, and all that. Yeah. And I wouldn't suggest anybody going out to like an open mic tomorrow and just just go doodly do. I would totally, absolutely. <laughs> I would actually fully. I would fully encourage really? that. I fully encourage that. Yes, All yes. Right. Go to your open mic. Go get on stage and get terrified. Yeah, put yourself yeah. in the worst situation imaginable. It's it's really not a bad idea. Yeah, go bomb. You haven't lived until you've bombed on stage. I promise you. You sound pretty. Uh, um, Sure that oh, I've bombed a lot of times. <laughs> Let's hear some I've of bombed. those stories. Let's see. What, what, what was your worst? What's your best bomb story? Yeah. Mm, let's see. All right, we played a in that in that band previous. We played a, an art gallery, uh-huh. and we were way too loud to be in an art gallery. Right. But whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I go to launch into a guitar solo, and I click the wrong pedal. Mm-hmm. And I play the wrong note, and it is bad. So I just—I mean, it is—it's not recoverable. I'm—I'm I'm used to like, oh, if you hit, because here's what you do on the guitar. Here's the secret. Okay. I'm gonna—I'm gonna let—I'm gonna let you in on a secret on guitar playing, and especially solos. Uh-huh. If you hit a wrong note, just stop, because now it's jazz. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's jazz. So I did it so bad that it's now we've taken this country song and made it acid jazz to old people <laughs> sipping wine. It's like, I just had to stop. Like it was just bad. Oh, wow. It was, I mean, it was horrific. That's funny. A little side story. This is my ex father-in-law's art showing. That's the reason we have this gig. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all family. It's all, I mean, this bomb was bad. Dude, this is, I just I just had to look over I just had to look over at the other guys in the band and just be like oh, no. I fucked up man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah. right. I don't know. This is my big moment to shine and it is it is not shining. It is bad. Yeah. Because most guys, I mean, they try to like recover from that. They're like, well, I'll just, you know, play in a little different scale and just work my way back. It's like, no, that's a bad <laughs> idea. I literally, I literally just put the guitar, like, I didn't put it down, but like I just stopped playing and looked at them, waited for the solo section, the whole section to end. And then I came back up with my rhythm part. It was, yeah, yeah it was just, there's no recovery from There's no, I didn't have, I never heard a note so bad in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Just one note. Oh, it was, it oh I mean, if you would have heard it too, you're like, oh, this guy's, oh, there's no recovering from it. I was yeah. there. And how excited yeah. he was, that note, and then, like, no. Oh. 
Um, oh, dude. Oh, yeah, that was the best part, too. It's like, I went in, I went into this solo, like, this is my moment, uh-huh. you know? And, like, it's your moment. It's so, like you step on the pedal and you're going to, like, do that big rock star move where, like, you, like, pull the neck up. Right. And you're like, oh, nice. man. Right. And it just went, <laughs> <laughs> And I just looked at everybody just like, this is bad. I'm, I'm, I've already crashed. I've already crashed this car. Like, we should just stop the song. But, like, luckily they, they kept playing. And uh, oh God. then I came back in on rhythm and we did the other – Two verses and chorus. It was the first. One. It was so. It was. Oh, that was worse when like yeah. all your bandmates like look at you and like squinch their nose up and they're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Oh no, they're used to oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Used to be fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> right. They're thinking, "Glad it wasn't me this time." Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Stranger knows. Strangers has had a few. <laughs> Let's hear. Oh yeah. What's yours? I don't know if uh, my worst experience I feel is the first time I was going to play piano and I was really like, super excited about it. It's the same band and we were playing in a bowling alley uh-huh. and then uh, right, f- I hit one corner of the piano <laughs> and the lead singer decides she's going to walk off stage and go home. <laughs> oh no! Oh, no. Oh, That's I remember that. That was an ugly scene, man. <laughs> Uh, that was that was an ugly uh, ugly scene and dead uh, huh just left oh yeah just left. oh no well just done yeah well, we packed up went home oh shit yeah i had to go home with her because that was my that's funny <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was it was uh, that was a scene. I remember that the bowling alley show was, <laughs> that's a, that's a disaster. I remember. Uh, <laughs> we're talking that was one song that we kind of flubbed, and then what the the song Alex is talking about. Uh, I mean, Stranger. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm four tall kids yeah. in. Give me a break. Well, I, was, I, I think it reminds me of a story. It's like a, I think Maynard Keenan was saying in an interview how he uh, had a pedal like down by him that just cut his mic out. Um, and he would, you know, yeah. he's like, you know, I'm getting older. I can't always hit those notes and sustain those notes. And I got to say tool, if you see them live, they're just amazing as it playing it like it sounds recorded. Just, I mean, no, for no, great, yeah, but he's yeah. like, sometimes I just don't hit it. He's like, and I, and I just, he's like, I'd stomp on that sucker and just like, it'd cut me out. And I'd be like, Oh, well, you know, shrug my shoulders. <laughs> well, bad sound. You know, but it's, he was like, yeah, no, it's because I, I couldn't hit it. right. <laughs> it's like, that's smart. Ooh. Yeah, I want I want yeah. one of those, but I feel like there would be no vocals coming <laughs> to any of our shows. <laughs> well, you're not playing a stadium, you know. So you can't really <laughs> act like oh, yeah. ooh, technical difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. There's only there's only half a million dollars worth of equipment to make sure right. there's no technical difficulties. But yes, yes, of course you're having technical difficulties you right now. Oh, I my got, I got, just I a little got, static, got, here, yeah. you know. Yeah, you're not at a you're not at a yeah, bar in Western Kansas on a <laughs> right. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's always funny. Oh, geez, uh, best show, best show you've ever played. What do you think? Last one you just really stomped. Last one you killed. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say it was the uh, it was the Halloween show that we did last October with the Mad Kings at the Gaslight. Mad Kings. Yeah, and that was when uh, that was when Ben saw us, and like we were tuned up because like we we'd been living together for a little bit, uh-huh. and like we took that show on like four days' notice, but we'd just been we'd been practicing and jamming to get ready to record, and like like you know just feeling the songs out, and so like we were tuned up and ready to go. Yeah, and we had good sound that night. Like uh, some guy came in and ran sound, so it wasn't just playing in a coffee shop through your amp and then screaming or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, we crushed. Um, oh, just absolutely destroyed, and then the Mad Kings played, and you know that's what they do is destroy. Yeah, destroy. Yeah, yeah. I think I saw some pics of that show, like Mad Kings and Corpse Paint and stuff that night. And yeah, yeah, yeah. we had the we had the masks on, so it was a good fit. Yeah, yeah, good Halloween show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds like a good time. I don't remember most of it because I would tend to get you know a little drunk right before and after because. I feel like playing music and playing a show is like throwing a game of darts. Yeah, or playing pool. You know, you gotta get tuned up. You'll, you'll find that that level where you're like, oh, I'm about to murder you in darts, or I'm about to murder this show. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you know, the rest of your band's on that same level as you as you're doing that. 
Yeah. Or I could be living in a complete fantasy world. Right. <laughs> so sure. you could be throwing them in the wall. You know? <laughs> yeah. It'd be like, man, I'm so good at darts. <laughs> I'm fucking killing this game, man. I don't know why. You- yeah. Oh, you oh, oh, so easy. Yeah. Oh, you still throw it bullseyes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've progressed beyond bullseyes. Watch me go. <laughs> <laughs> this is art. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's art. It's art. It's, Can't be it's jazz now. <laughs> but yeah, that show was uh that show was fantastic. That show there it was people there, everybody was everybody was all nice. And that was our first time playing with the Mad Kings. Mm-hmm. And I'd always felt like uh, with how varied our sound is and how, you know, we're not a metal band, we're not a punk band, uh, we're not like a blues band or, or any of that stuff. We kind of dripped in and out of all of that. I felt like the Mad Kings with their sound, we would have always fit well opening up for them or playing a show with them, you know? Yeah. yeah I love the Mad Kings. Yeah. And it was, uh, it worked out really well. And then, that's when uh, Ben saw us, and I know I'd known Ben already, you know, because I was a huge fan of the old Black mm-hmm. back in the day. Yeah. So yeah, when he came up and was like, "Man, you guys are great, man! Like, it's good to see you doing stuff." I didn't know you had that voice on you. It's like, was I bad? <laughs> <laughs> was it bad? Was it really bad? It was probably really bad, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. You think there's something to that uh, regional sound idea? What do you mean? Well, I mean, we, we talked about it before a little bit, but just like uh, you think there's something that's uniquely Lawrence. Yeah. Do you think there's something that's uniquely, you know, Kansas City, or do you think there's something uniquely? I, I do. I do think that I don't consider our uh, us to be in that because I've never, I never <laughs> felt uh, at home <laughs> there uh, with with the sound that I wanted to do. the The Lawrence sound is uh, bluegrass and singer songwriter now it used to not be it used to not be but that's what it is now Mm -hmm. the the metal sound was never my thing and then like just going full bore into one genre i never i never really wanted to do like yeah what why can't i be in the mc5 and you know tom waits why can't i do both why can't i do both sides of that yeah i can i can see that and then and then still be able to book a show then still be able to book a show you know what i mean like with anybody because i'll play in front of anybody i'm not afraid to play in front of a metal band or a bluegrass band sure i'll set your crowd up or or i will you know whatever it's yeah my favorite compliment i think we've ever gotten is that someone's like oh you played your first song like, oh this is that band and then it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that was was that was that Cody? That was Cody uh, Romaine. That was I think that was Cody that said that. Yeah, uh, I remember that. That was that was a good one too. Yeah, because like we're going to change. Like if you think you know what we are after our first song, you, you have no idea what the fuck's about to happen. Yeah, to yeah. Well, well, I can I can see that definitely about your taste and stuff. And yeah, you know, music I've seen you share on social media and stuff, and we checked out. But that's uh, yeah. I man keeps people on their toes. I think that's uh, I think it's uh, I think it's a smart move. Yep. Um, well, I mean, I'm just doing it. We're just doing it for ourselves. Like, like I said, when we started, you know, it was, uh, it was why, why have any limitations on, on what you can do? I want to write a doo-wop song. I want to write just a full out, like we could write a full out punk song. We could write anything we want to. Why have a limitation on like what your band yeah. is supposed to be other right. than, other than sometimes I get drunk, take my shirt off and we're always wearing masks. Right. <laughs> have a common thread. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. our common thread. Right. You might not see Portishead do this, but they will play this song. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Right on. So, um, when do you think the album's going to get dropped? Any idea? Are you guys kind of just waiting for everything to die down with the pandemic? We're not in a rush. Yeah, one <laughs> yeah. We got to support it, but right. yeah. We gotta, we gotta get ourselves back up to platinum on Rocket League <laughs> right. first. <laughs> No, uh, we've we've settled on a title sort of for it, and then we'll start doing artwork. But first and foremost, before any of that happens, we we've got two left to send to Ben, and then like like basically two left to track and send to Ben, uh-huh. and then we'll go through and listen to it and do all the little tweaks and stuff. I would hope I would hope early twenty twenty one. Okay, I would hope you know in a few months because. That's just factoring in, like, we're going to send it yeah. off to get mastered and all that stuff. You know, like, I don't know right. other people's schedules. Right. But we should be done tracking it within, by the end of this month. So 
Cool. It'll be soon. It'll be soon. Yeah, but the, yeah, the two we have left is a uh, basically a blue stomp song and then a complete robot weirdness. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have we have me going over in the other room and and playing the guitar and yelling into a microphone and then uh, stranger uh, Microsoft Sam. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That's that's what we had. So, like, honestly, by Thursday we could have everything to bid, and then uh, we'll go from there. Then we'll go from there. Where can everybody check out your shit in the meantime? Uh, we have a we have a YouTube channel. It's just the Blood Daubers. There's some uh, weirdness on there. Yes, I'm gonna blame it on quarantine on some of this stuff. <laughs> but there's a, there's a couple of videos. Uh, couple of the songs are on there and then uh our manager got a hold of some uh diseased or drugged up squirrels and did a christmas video for us so that's on there i know what you're talking about i think that's on the youtube (laughs) 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 that's a great description yeah yeah, yeah. Biscuit, Biscuit Dan, our manager, is uh, not uh, someone we need to. We, I, I don't like bringing him up or even talking about <laughs> him. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too late. Sorry, sorry. Uh, right on. Well, I mean, we don't want to keep you guys all night or anything. It was, it, it, we had a really good time. Anything else you wanted to plug or, or, or yeah. anything else? I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that's all we got to plug. Yeah, I mean, we don't uh, have this to plug. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's true. One thing Does the album have a name? Mm. The whole idea of the R&D, that was the original idea of the band. And so we kind of were thinking about the renegades and the delusions. Mm, cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. And it fits. And there will be, so like you've heard you've heard a few songs. I, I don't know how many, how many did he send you? Oh, we've got a few files. I mean, there, there yeah. Quite a few, yeah, several. Okay. So there will be a cohesive element to this. And that involves the, the song that, he just sent us a mix back from today, and then the robot, the Microsoft Sam song, will we'll tie it all together somehow. So there, there is a cohesive element. Like we are kind of writing a, a vignette uh-huh. piece, yeah. you know. So mm-hmm. it'll all make sense eventually. I always heard growing up, you know, write what you know. Yeah. And I never liked it. Yeah. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I'm writing what I know about. It's like, what the fuck do I know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the problem is that we started writing about uh, the apocalypse, <laughs> murder, and destruction, and and all of a sudden it got yeah. thrust upon us. So. Like, oh no, I don't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. all right guys well, well we'll let you get on and everything but uh hey everybody thanks for listening down to term of the podcast you've been listening to blood daubers thanks for joining us guys yeah hey thank you so much hey, thanks for having us so much 